Hey everybody, John Millen with Benefit Hackers. Monday morning, good Monday morning to you. Today I'm gonna talk about a process that we're going through, which is our rebranding, renaming process for our for our company. It's been fascinating to do this and um, wanted to just give you an update on the next phase that we're going through now, which is the value proposition. So I did a session a couple days ago, a podcast about core values and now this is the second piece, which is the value proposition. So if you missed that, um, one of the things I've been saying is this has been a little difficult for me, um, being an engineer, black, white kind of guy, um, getting into the wording and the nuances of that. And what is it? What's the difference between core values and value proposition? I was like, the same thing. Like, what are we doing? Why was this two pieces? <laughs> so um, if you've ever been there um, and can and appreciate that, then this may be. I don't know, entertaining, helpful. But luckily I have some some great people on my team that that have done this before, like for big companies. So it's really exciting. I'm like, what do you think? And it's great feedback. Um, so it's really been fun. So the one thing I learned, so today I'm gonna talk about the value proposition, which is the second part. First part is core values. Like, who are we? Like, what do we stand for? <clears throat> I used to think this was a bunch of BS, to be honest, when I was with Mobile Oil Corporation years, years and years ago. They had the mission statement and the vision statement and the core value statement. And I, I, you know, I don't, it sounded so silly. I think it was so generic. That's probably the problem. I just remember being like, okay, um, I have no idea how to impact that. Like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with that. It didn't, it wasn't relevant at all. And maybe because I didn't create it, maybe because they had 70,000 employees and I was employee 70,001. I don't know. Um, but, but, that's where I was. So now we're talking about the value proposition. And the way I kind of take this is like someone says, hey, what, John, what do, you, what do you do? What are you guys about? Like the first part was, what do you stand for? Like what are, what's, what are the things that are really important to you as a company and as employees and looking for clients and cu- customers to work with? The second part is what are you, who, you know, who are you? What do you do? So there's three f- pieces that are marketing consultant broke out. I thought it was really cool. It's we are, we provide, we seek. We are, we provide, we seek. And so the first one is we are, and now this, we've adjusted this a little bit because of um, just taking their feedback and tweaking it a, a little bit, but we are benefit hackers, a new breed of advisor. We hack through the complexity and bring clarity with custom solutions and proven outcomes. So that was a little different than the, the first version. We, and this is still in draft mode. So we are benefit hackers, a new breed of advisor. Um, we're, we're trying to get away from the word broker. broker brokering deals is kind of what insurance agents certainly do. They take, they go to the health carrier or the disability carrier, and then they go back to the client and they broker that deal to get, to get coverage, to, to get insurance contracts placed and installed. So that comes through a, a licensed broker. But I just don't like the. I just don't like that term. I don't think that's what we do. It's it's part of what we do, but it's not who we are. We're an advisor, and we think we're a new breed advisor, and it's evidenced by the number of new clients that have come on board in the last six months. So this is not me hoping that this is true. I'm seeing it in real act, real life action. People coming in, we're asking them, why did you decide to? Why did you decide to work with us? Why did you decide to install benefits when you didn't have anything? Like, why did you decide to spend $50,000 to the business owner to put in 
a, a core benefits package when you could have saved 50,000. Like what, what was that? And that was all part of what we, we try to instill. Um, so we try to hack through the complexity and then bring clarity with custom solutions. Everyone says that. Um, and a lot of people probably do do that. We go to the next level of bringing in a custom solution. We feel we dig deep, deeper than most people. Um, maybe it's because we're a little, uh, selective is not the right word. We're very clear on who our hero client wants, who we, who we want that to be. So we invest more energy. We're not rifling through quotes left and right. You know, it's not like we have 50 quotes coming in. We're just quoting things. We're not just brokering deals. We're advising clients. So that allows us to dig deeper with custom solutions. And then we look for that outcome. It's got to be a proven outcome, not just, hey, your benefits will be better. Or, hey, your employees will like them. That's not a proven outcome. We try to show, hey, this is what we have done already. This is proven to work. And this is the outcome that you can expect. It's not always there, right? Sometimes it's, it's the, the proven outcome is not as clear as we would like, but we're always striving to make it so to say this has been proven. So that's the first piece. Second piece is um, we provide. So what do we do? We provide businesses with evidence-based solutions to attract and retain the best human capital in their industry while also improving their bottom line. This was tweaked a little bit. Um, just some wording. And again, I have uh, some great people on my team that are helping with words. Like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the English language, um, but I'm not the best in like the difference between two different words that to me sound the same. So we provide businesses with evidence-based solutions. That was real important that it's not just a solution. Like that seems to be a buzzword. It's evidence-based solutions. We can show them why it, why that solution is the best. And then they use that to attract and retain their human capital, the best human capital in their industry. Human capital is a word that is starting to surface a lot more. It's been around a long time, but instead of just saying talent or employees or workforce or staff, which are all legitimate words, um, the human capital will come in play on the third piece. You're going to see this ties directly into the type of companies and how they think. So that's a perfect word, human capital, for us to use. And that was a suggestion to make. And then we'll also want to improve their bottom line. So benefits is a balancing act. So as a business owner, I know this. It's not like you have unlimited money. Just to, you, know, you would love to just have unlimited funds and just have everything paid for, have the best of everything and be done with it. Some companies can do that. A lot cannot. So you're trying to also improve the bottom line because costs have gone up so much on healthcare that we are, we are breaking, we're trying to break that cycle and we are breaking that cycle to improve their bottom line, not just keep sending tens of thousands of dollars to the insurance companies, but we're re-engineering, we're hacking through that to, to make them say, help them save money immediately that could be redeployed somewhere else. So that's important. Third is we seek. This is interesting, these words, we seek. This is the types of, of people we're looking for. And what this is going to do, either it's going to attract or repel our clients. And, and I love this, 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 this theory, this viewpoint. And this, again, goes back to in the past, I wanted everybody, hey, do you have employees? Yes, we can work with you. Now... It's like, these are the types of people and businesses we seek. This is who is a good fit for us. 
And it's so empowering when you get to a point when you're not desperate. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't times when when times are lean and you could very easily be desperate. That's not what I'm saying. Because there are certainly times like that and we're in a very lean time now. So that's I'm not saying we're, we're making so much money we can just say no to a bunch of people. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. Because that's not the case for most companies, right? And including us, that's not the case. But to say, hey, these are the types of people we seek and, and, and softly push away people that you don't want to work with is very difficult from a business owner standpoint. When you, could, when you can bring in new revenue to a company, it's tempting to do that. So I will tell you, this is very difficult to actually implement. It's very easy to say, and we're not perfect at it. We struggle with this all the time, but the more we talk and the more we, we put in writing and words what we are and the more we, we talk about it as a team, like what do we want to do? Or when we make a mistake, we take that client on and we knew we shouldn't have. And then six months later, we're like, what did we do? That was, we should not have done that. Or the next year they just pop and leave somewhere else and every year they're flipping around. That's not our client. You could have fun flipping around thinking you're going to find the silver bullet with all these different people. So we seek business owners, executives, and HR professionals. So these are the three types of people that we typically interface with. Business owner, the executives at the company, and human resource professionals, all three of them. So we seek four things. Three things, sorry. This is still being worked a little bit. So one, we seek those business owners that view their employees as an asset, not a liability. They view their employees as an asset, not a liability. This is something that I've been talking about for months. Um, and, we, and if you've listened to any of my podcasts or seen any of our videos, this is a clear message we keep saying over and over and over. They view their employees as an asset, not a liability. You would think that everybody feels that way, but they don't. And it's okay. We're not being judgmental. We're just saying, hey, that's the type we've learned over 18 years. We've been in those companies when you walk in and none of the employees want to be working there. You can feel it. You hear it. You see it. You feel it. You sense it. You know it. And it's not a good environment for us to be in. It's not a good environment for those employees because the ownership views the employees as a liability. We shouldn't have to have employees. They're such a pain in the ass. But I got to. Yeah, you know, that is not our, that we don't seek them. Two. These owners or executives understand benefits are an investment, not an expense. They're an investment, not an expense. It sounds trivial, but when you say it to someone, people, their first reaction is my benefits are an expense. It's my second or third or fourth expense in my company after payroll. And you've got to view it differently because you can say, oh yeah, my employees are an asset. Okay, great. I think we need to spend a little more money on your benefits. Oh, no. I don't want to spend more. I want to spend less. Wait a minute. You just said it's an asset, and it's if it's a, you just said it's an asset, and if they're an investment, why are you not willing to invest in them? So you're, you you catch people not catch. We're not, this is not to, trying to be tricky. It's hard to, to have those two things sometimes at the same time, but that's who we seek, right? Or what's really cool <clears throat> is that when you find someone that says yes, my employees are an asset, absolutely. 
And number two, they're like, oh, I see what you're saying, but I don't really, I don't really view the benefits as an investment. I still view it as an expense because you're telling me I have to spend $4,000 a month to bring in these benefits when I'm not spending anything. So we help them. We help them through that journey and we educate them and we back them up. Why? Because I'm doing it. I can look a business owner in in the eye and go, look, I know what it's like to spend 50 grand on benefits and say, hey, maybe we don't need to spend that. Just put it in my pocket or hire somebody. So we help people through that second one. And then the third piece, we're still working this out. So So it's something along the lines of we seek HR professionals who have the fortitude to make difficult decisions or courage is maybe not the right is maybe not the right word have the courage to do what's required or have the foresight to do what's required it's a piece of saying yes to number one yes to number two but number three my employees will feel this if i do this i'm not willing to do it or um i've been with bob for 20 years as my broker i'm not willing to say bye to bob it's those. It's that moment in truth. Like I love what you're saying, John. You're doing this, this. I love it, love, love. But I'm not willing to have. I don't have the fortitude to take that next step. And that's okay. It's maybe not who we seek, and and but I understand it. I've been there. I'm in that mode all the time. But you got to catch people in that moment of their life when they're like, you know what. I've, I've, I've been in this place for 20 years. I knew, need to do what's best for my companies and my employees, even if it might make someone that I know upset. Even if it may, might make my best employee upset because now they're going to spend more on their healthcare where everyone else is spending less. I know it's get the right thing to do, but I can't just face my employees and tell them. And we will help them arm in arm walk through that process because we know it's the right thing to do because we've done it ourselves and we've done it with other companies over and over and over and over. And we know ultimately it's the right decision. So that's it. Those are the three pieces. Sorry, this is a little lengthy, but I thought it would be interesting for me to document this. This could be totally changed in the next two, three weeks, two months. But it's been, uh, like I said, very difficult, but also fascinating. I'm leaning into it, um, which I'm a little surprised myself a little bit. Hope this is valuable. If there's anything we can ever do with, for you, you can reach us at hackmybenefits.com. There's a little form <clears throat> at the bottom. Feel free to reach out. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Have a great day.